All right, and it looks like we are good to go here. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Xbox Roundtable podcast. Thank you for joining us on this glorious March 5th night. It's a little chilly here in Canada, but hey, that's that's early March for you, right? Uh, this is show number 263, and naturally, I am Invader, and of course, it is good to be back here talking games and all the news that has made the rounds over the past week or so. Certainly lots of delightful, interesting things that we are going to dive into. Wolong Fallen Dynasty has been released. We will give you our thoughts on it. As well, more news coming out of the whole Microsoft Activision case deal, whatever you want to call it these days. It seems like parts of Sony's objections to the deal have now backfired on them. We will go into all that, maybe clear up some things. Plus, IO Interactive teasing their next game. Could it be the rumored Xbox title? The uh, exclusive title? Well, you know what? We will talk all about that and more, of course, because, you know, there's always little bits more things to get into. But first, I have to introduce everybody here tonight. And, hmm, who to start off with? You know what? I will pick on you first, Centurion. How you been doing? I just muted. I'm doing pretty damn good, man. It's been a good week. <laughs> Took the week off. Uh, made some content. Blew the dust off my channel. Having a lot of fun. A lot of uh, positive reception on that. Um, playing a lot of games, at least in my opinion, in between everything. Uh, finally capped off Hogwarts Legacy. Um, now I'm trying to finish off Dead Space while playing Atomic Heart at the same time and trying to keep up with Elder Scrolls Online because they're getting ready to launch um, on March 28th the uh, what they call the, the, the pre-chapter, the, the, the pre basically the, the, what they do to uh, set the story up for the expansion that will take place in June. Hmm, no shit, eh? That's pretty cool. Damn. Uh, I know we had, like, talked about it briefly, what, a couple of weeks ago when, like, it was announced, but uh, you must be looking pretty forward to, uh, you know, the coming months for this, what, June release, you said? Oh, yeah. All, yeah, I, like, I've already pre-ordered Necrom, um, and the way it works with all their exp expansions is they always release their expansion in June, but generally around uh, March, April, um, this time it's at the end of March, right before the beginning of April. Uh, they'll do uh, what they consider like that story setup where it's probably like a, a half hour to an hour mission, if maybe a little longer, um, to basically set up some of the characters to get you an idea of like interested in what this is going to be about. And then there's also a drop of two dungeons and I you got to basically get uh, a team of four together to do both of these dungeons and these dungeons help add on to the story uh like for um elsewhere where it was the, what they called the year of the dragon uh the two dungeons you had to complete them and at the end of each one of the dungeons you got half of a dragon tablet and at the end of the second dungeon you put the tablet together and that's where it sets up the story that because you put the tablet together, you free the dragons and you set them loose in the actual game. Um, and at that point, dragons start appearing in Elder Scrolls Online for you when you do that. Damn, pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, 
I can't wait to hear your thoughts on uh, again uh, all the other stuff that comes down in the coming months. Like really cool. Again, I've been seeing some uh, really positive things from uh, people who are into the game and just talking about again all the little things coming out for it and the expansions. So really awesome stuff like this. Again, this game has been kicking for how many years now? I, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, but I want to. I think it came out originally in 2014, but. Um, if I'm correct and memory serves me right, uh, the game has been on like a, a top sales chart on PC. Uh, I think on like the Steam charts as being like in the top 10. I know it's like basically the number one MMO uh, for a long time at this point. I mean, it's even, I think it's starting to even give World of Warcraft a run for its money. I know they have a pretty dedicated fan base over there, but uh i get the guys at zenimax have really done a good job of supporting this game mm -hmm. no i agree with you on that for sure um yeah no that's great that's great to hear uh let's see who else we got here eric shockley buddy how have you been the past week pretty good um just been uh well we was playing that wulong demo we'll get into that later but uh just getting it back into that. I'm trying to think. I, I know I just got into back into something else, but now it just left my mind. Um, but yeah, other than that, just setting up my uh, my gaming setup. Now I have all my retro consoles on a HDMI switch box that goes into my uh, OLED and my CRT all at the same time. So that was fun trying to do cable management with 12 different things. That's a mess. But uh, yeah, other than that, just been uh, getting back into... Uh, trying that Wolong, and uh, man, I can't quite think of what else. <laughs> I know I've been playing Hogwarts, like I say, playing the shit out of that. Um, so yeah, capping it off, I we're still just trying to get to the dark arts part, or not dark arts, but uh, I'm trying to figure out how to learn how to learn some of the dark arts spells, because I have all the, I guess, the points to put it in to like level out the that part of the skill tree, but I just don't have the spells to actually like spend it on but other than that i think i'm like level 25 now getting there so but yeah just been uh bouncing back between those two so nice nice so i mean uh, you probably put in a lot of hours into uh, hogwarts if i'm not mistaken right yeah because uh, it's mostly because i was in like like i was a somewhat fan when i was <laughs> younger with like the first three books but uh mm -hmm. Uh, my wife's about more so for my wife because she's big on Harry Potter. So we've just been kind of playing that together. And I'd take over like when it's, you know, some of those, uh, some of those spiders get pretty big in the, in the game. And, mm -hmm. you know, some people are not do well co combating, uh, you know, spiders. So I'll take over some of those, uh, harder combat moments. But, uh, you make me feel good about myself. I've lost 70 hours into that game. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I but, think we're almost at 30. By the way, that's not a bad so, wow. That's not a bad wow. I'm just saying, wow. <laughs> but, but, dude, I mean, dude, give Avalanche credit where credit is due. I mean, like, we're talking Avalanche Studios. You know, they did, I like, think, like, what, Generation Z or something like that? And I'm just, I'm, dude, I'm happy for Avalanche, and it's good to see that WB got, you know, the WB game section got a win for themselves, especially after all the the you know the freaking crap about them selling off their game division or whatever yeah mm -hmm. well i mean 
we'll find out. I mean, hopefully what happens there. I mean, there is always a lot to talk about the, uh, the, the game divisions at WB. So, and, uh, you know, they have been selling off some stuff and they've been canceling projects. Uh, <laughs> as far as we haven't, or like Lord of the Rings, like they had two successful entries and then they're just like nothing. I don't know what that team's doing or if they're still there or if they've made something else. I don't know. Like a Monarch? Am I thinking of the right what guy? Was it them? Yeah. So I knew it was something with them. I can't remember. It's been so long. So I, I think it was, it was like when the Shadow series, I think it was when then? the One X came out. I think that was the third last game. I like I liked Mordor. I liked it a lot. Um, you know, sh yeah. Shadows. No, yeah, there was Shadows of Mordor and then uh, Shadow of War. Um, and the sad yeah. part is Shadows of Mordor. I mean, Shadow of War came out during the Xbox One X. They haven't had any. Yeah. They haven't had a yeah. Gen 9 release yet. Like six years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only thing is, like, they're not working on that Gollum game, are they? Does no. I have no idea. No, they're not. I hope I hope to God not, because, I mean, they're such a really good studio, and I would not expect that out of them with, with the freaking Gollum game. Well, who, you know, who called for a Gollum game, honestly? Like, of all the things you can do, a Gollum game, really. I'm not saying, hey, you know, if you want to play a Gollum game, you know, be excited. But just to me, it's just like, of all the perspectives you could have taken, Gollum? Uh-oh. Yeah? What? Uh-oh. Uh, something just closed on me. It's okay, though. I think we're still running here. One sec. Uh... The show's still... I still got a video feed on my screen. It's yeah, it showing Atomic Heart. Yeah, yeah, it should be all right. Just something closed on my end. Uh, but everything looks good. Looks good. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, just so you know, uh, a few of the guys are running a little bit late. Uh, General MLD should be on the way. Um, shouldn't be too long to see him on here. And uh, Timmy should be here, as far as I know. <laughs> so you shouldn't have to wait too long, one can hope. And uh, just so you know, Crusader will not be making it tonight. He's uh, uh, got some other plans that uh, could not make it. But, hey, guys, you will definitely see him next week for sure. Now, before we get into all the topics, please hit that like button and share this out. Because, hey, we want to let everybody know that we are live. And sub to the channel if you're a new face here. Because, hey, I love seeing all the new faces and, you know, just like all the new participation in the chat, because guess what? You guys rock. Okay, all right. So, with all that said, why don't we move into our first talking point of the night, discussing the newly released Wolong Fallen Dynasty. It's the newest action RPG from Team Ninja. I guess it's been a while since we've seen uh, Team Ninja on uh, Xbox, if I'm not mistaken, but... Uh... Yeah, I've been hearing plenty of positive statements about this game, and I'm really curious what my cohorts here on the panel think of it. I know Shockley's been playing the heck out of it so far, but as he was just saying, between uh, Hogwarts and that, switching back, and uh, hey, I've been seeing the crack for it. It's uh, certainly been, uh, you know, it seems like a lot of people are diving into it. But with that said, Eric, buddy, I mean, again, I want to know, you know, uh, You've been kind of knee deep in this game. You know, what can you tell us about Wolong Fallen Dynasty? Yeah, it's a uh, it's definitely a pretty interesting game. Um, from what I um, when I was first like looking at it, because I was thinking they were going to do something like continue on with their evolution, kind of like what they've had with Neo and Neo Two. Um, but this one's probably like 
in between, I would say, like, it definitely reminds me of Sekiro. So if you played that, it definitely has that feel to it. Um, but I think it, they kind of a pretty good mix between that and, like, their Neo. So it's not, like, as, I don't think you're not as, like, fast-moving, like, agile like you are in Sekiro, uh, where I think you even have, like, a, it's been a while since I played that. Um, I think you even had, like, a grapple to, like, launch in there to get away from at least this part of the game, there's nothing like that. Um, but it's kind of like, yeah, a Dynasty Warriors, but like Dark Souls. Oh, well, not Dark Souls, but, you know, kind of that like hardened, you know, you're going <laughs> to you're gonna get beat to death. Uh, it's going to take a lot of patience, uh, especially with the uh, pairing system. Um, like it's, El- El- I think Elden Ring... P- there's kind of a little bit more of a casual aspect to it because you could do all sorts of different builds where um, to make it kind of easy on you in a sense. Whereas this, you you literally just have to get good at the pairing because when you get to some of the bosses later, it's essential. Otherwise, you're going to have a miserable time if you're not hitting them. Because I know when I first (laughs) wasn't, um, I think it was that early boss everybody's struggling on, which is uh, apparently they're saying that's probably one of the harder hardest bosses in the game um or at least you know the least like early on or in the first half it's one of the harder bosses you'll encounter um so definitely has a skill check at the beginning for sure um but yeah definitely definitely take your time but um they did make a great i think middle ground with it not being super hard where you you know play neo or Sekiro or other Elden or dark souls uh, where they have a system where it's built in. Because at first I was just rushing past. I would get the flag posts, uh, which are kind of like when you get to like, uh, I think in Elden Ring, when you get to like certain points where you can like kind of rest or save or like in Sekiro. Um, but they made a cool system where as you go along, if you search out those kind of like rest points, and it's kind of linear in the same way of Sekiro, but when you find, uh, when you get those flag posts, it kind of adds to your, they call it like a morale system. So you'll see that little counter. And it's kind of like almost like your, it's not like your exact level because they actually do have a separate leveling system for different attributes like health, attack, stealth, stuff like that. Um, so that stuff you'll beef up individually how you how you see fit. Um, but they're right be- above your like health bar is like morale meter, they call it. Um, and when you take damage, it goes down. So you can literally take a hit because you missed a block and it'll go from like 10 to nine. Like you'll start, and that's kind of like your level in the sense of, Hey, there's an enemy and it'll literally tell you that enemy is level 10. Um, so if you're a level like six or seven, it might be a little bit harder. Like when you're taking blows from that enemy and you miss a block, it's probably going to hurt you even more. And you might be struck. There's like this uh, one big beast, like tiger, that you'll come across early on, very in the first few minutes. And one swipe, he can like kill you pretty much almost instantly. But when you come back around after you've gotten past him and you've cleaned out other enemies, you'll notice, hey, I just destroyed him. Because that's what I I was even paying attention to the whole, uh, because I didn't read up much on the game. I was just going in it blind. And I noticed I destroyed this, you know, beast that I was like hiding from trying to kill initially. 
um, because I noticed, oh, my his level is only level 18 or something, and I'm like level 23. So when I hit attacks on him, he he's feeling a lot more. I'll do a sneak attack, almost takes off more than half of his life. Um, and then my attacks right after that pretty much just finish him off pretty quickly. So they kind of have a good middle ground where if you just want to go through just each level like a, as a linear progression, okay, I got to the last flag post, which will gradually beef up that morale meter and then just go straight into the boss. A lot of people I see are going straight into them at level 10, and the bosses are usually, um, at least right now, level like 20 at max. They're usually not over that. Um, so you, you're going to be, you're going to need to parry and do a lot of, uh, yeah, like basically like parrying and, and then using that break spirit meter to where you can get in those, uh, it's kind of similar attacks. Like you've played Sekiro, basically those kind of like death blows. Um, but the cool thing is, is if you spend the time and go back and kind of clean up some enemies, you can beef up that morale meter to actually uh, to 25. I don't know if it goes possibly higher than that in the game or if that's just in every given area where it's like you can get it up to 25 and in between that, that's where your enemy's level will be anywhere in between that number. Um, as of right now, um, max is 25. So you can go into that boss. You can kind of farm in a sense and go into that boss and have a little easier time. That's initially where I was having some issues when uh, I was first going at him. Um, that I went back and kind of farmed. And um, it, if you're having struggling on the parry system, just find a kind of easy group of guys where they're all kind of in one area where you can quickly rest, reset, battle them again until just until you figure out what that timing. Because I was, I would see like the marker that they kind of put on screen that kind of flashes, kind of like you would in the Sekiro. But what my interpretation of when I was supposed to hit that button was. I guess way off and then I just started like hey let me just hit it way early and then okay that's that's the timing I need to get for it so now I know I actually have to go a little earlier than what kind of this what I thought was the on-screen cue <laughs> so just get the pairing that's going to be essential and you're going to have a much easier time and then you're going to because whenever again whenever you take hits so you could get it down but if you're getting into the next area right before the and you're thinking you're good with that morale beefed up to like 20 or 25, you might get to a last patch of enemies right before the boss and start taking hits or miss a block. And then your meter's back down to like 20 after you beefed it up to 25 real quick. Um, so yeah, just get that blocking down. Um, I, I wish they had a more of a, a tutorial. Um, like Sakura had one of those where you actually had a, uh, I don't know if he was like a, I forget what it was like a mentor or whatever who's basically training training you and you could work on all different attacks. Um, so th I wish I had more of that. Maybe that would be later in the game. But so far it's it's, it's a great addition to Game Pass for sure. To, you know, check it out. Uh, especially with Team Ninja has been absent from X ages, <laughs> uh, minus this you know Ninja Gaiden collection. Um, but it's great you know on Game Pass as well because it's. It's not as accessible as maybe something like Elden Ring was last year, but uh, with it being on Game Pass, people would definitely give it a try and don't have to have like, hey, 
um, hey, I just bought this because everybody's talking about it, like Sekiro and everything. You buy it for 60 bucks, and then you find out, hey, I really suck at this. I have no ability. <laughs> you know, I've played it for seven hours. I've no ability to uh, to actually make it through this game. I kind of wasted my money. So that's where Game Pass is. It's great for especially games like this to get more people into them that aren't already. Um, just from that fact, because people are already kind of skittish of playing some of these hard games. So at least it's a great entry where they can kind of jump in with everybody else because uh, everybody's posting all their footage and, you know, kind of have that same hype and get on, uh, get in on it and hopefully s- stick around. A lot of people are giving some great tips on, on Twitter. I've seen a lot of cool gameplay clips. So, um, but yeah, definitely give it a shot. But I, I think they found a good metal ground too. Like I was saying before, um, as far as like, if you want to farm, put in, that's what I've been doing right now. I almost took down the first boss, got to his second phase. And then I was probably a few hits where I was close to where you could release your, I don't even know what it is yet. It's like some type of alt. I've been seeing it later uh, where people release this like special move that you beef up once you get to break his, like once you beef up your full like spirit meter in the boss battle. Um, So I was pretty close to that, but just take your time, beef up what you can keep leveling up and just keep getting that. Once you get that parry down to where it's just like automatic because um, I was getting to a point where it was just like I wasn't even think internally thinking about it, but my hands were just pulling it off, and I would pull it off and not even take a hit on some of the other uh, like henchmen, bigger enemies. So, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely give it a try. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a blast so far. Uh, it has awesome customer uh, creation. I didn't really know that was in there. I thought you were just playing that main character that they kind of been showing off. But uh, you, there's a a ton of possibilities as far as like um, your character as a whole. And uh, the only thing I don't really like about the armor is just, they give you a shit ton of items. Um, hmm. And it's just kind of like, uh, like a crap ton where it's and at least someone says you can uh, scrap some of them. I'm trying to find that, button because <laughs> I know that with Harry Potter, you get a bunch of junk, you scrap it. But I'm like, I'm looking for the button. I'm usually it's like L3 or something like that. And I'm like, I just have all this other shit that I don't need, and I need to scrap because they all look the same. But, um, but yeah, definitely check it out. Um, it's I once you get some of the pairing down, it looks super flashy and good, kind of like you would, um, you know, with Sekiro, but even more so, it it kind of has a cool like spectacle, like you know, Dynasty Wars you know, Phil. So it's definitely cool. They did kind of, it is something different. So it has a lot of Sekiro feel to it, uh, but with it being more of like, uh, like Chinese warriors type feel versus like, you know, samurai and Japanese, like you had with Sekiro. Um, it's definitely a cool, cool game. Definitely check it out. So just get, give it, give it a good weekend and then see if it's for you. <laughs> At least stick it out for, you know, a couple days. But hmm. all right. But all yeah. Right. Now, I can't remember. Did you say you downloaded it with Game Pass or? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I was definitely going to check it out. Well, since I already have it, I'd probably purchase it later because I have Sekiro and I bought Elden Ring and uh, own the Neo games and the Ninja Gaiden collection. Uh, but yeah, I was like, well, I might as well not. If I don't have to spend the money right this second, cool, because I don't think it's on a. I think usually when games drop day one, they are not on a discount. I can't remember. I didn't check. Um, 
but I know eventually that discount will probably come before it leaves Game Pass, so I'll probably just get it then, or, you know, if it does drop in price, or use Microsoft points on it later, if I, um, if I'm still playing, but I'll probably just pick it up later, because it's, it's pretty, the gameplay's pretty sick, especially even when you're struggling, you feel like you're having fun, that's the, that's the important thing about it, when you're still getting destroyed, you're still having a good time, so that's how you know that's you know, you got a solid, solid oh, game. I would hope so. You wouldn't just grind out a game being like, oh, man, I hate this game. It's like hate playing, right? You know how you have hate watching? Well, you have hate playing. It's like, oh, I really don't want to yeah, play this game. Yeah, you want to make sure that you're giving the, <laughs> game, uh, the player, like, some initial type of progress. So even, like, when I was struggling early on, like, it gives you those, hey, um, if you're, you know, struggling here, farm a little bit, beef up your morale okay, now go in at it. Okay, the boss might be a little bit easier. So it's not like an easy mode, um, but you can put in more work and more time, kind of like you would with any other, I think Elden Ring kind of do something like that where you, you know, farm and beef up a bunch of other abilities and then go at the actual main game and have an easier go of it versus doing that right, right away, so. Oh, yeah. Very But cool. I hear the co-op is... I think it was listening to, uh, I'm, I'm, it name escaping me, um, uh, from Lord, um, uh, from the Iron Lords podcast. He was mentioning that the co-op, there is a, I think it's a two or three player co-op, but apparently it's like no progression goes to any one person. So I don't think you can call into people to help you like people were thinking you could, I guess it's like when you start a co-op match, it's just like its own thing and not like helping you get past a certain part of the game like how you could another oh. dark soul that's what i'm that's what i was hearing them say i don't know if there's a way to do it where you don't where at least one person gets the progression like in the story if you do a co-op because that would kind of suck but i never did co-op in any of those types of games anyway so mm-hmm all right, all right. I mean, I might, I might check it out. I mean, I wouldn't say it was at the top of my list, but uh, yeah, I might. But a bunch of guys in the chat seem to be enjoying it. Uh, Pixel Slappa says, if I had one complaint on uh, Wolong, it would be right stick controlling camera angles. Other than that, I'm comfortable with the controls, but uh, well, that's interesting. Um, I don't know if you have any comments on the uh, camera controls, Eric, but I mean. Um... I don't think I've gotten st stuck where, like, I I think he knows what, what I, or I think I know what he's talking about, where you might get in some games where you get kind of that camera stuck in a corner on enemies. So I've had that issue with it. But, uh, I mean, some of the enemies, like the bosses, like, move around pretty quick. So you kind of have to manually mm. move it around yourself. Um, otherwise, yeah. I, so I think that's kind of like, the case in like a lot of those third person type of like dark soul games or action games where like if you're facing like going towards one direction the boss like whips around you kind of have to like turn it pretty quick but but i think you if you target them i i think it will kind of center the camera i can't remember but all right all right, well, that's fair. Thank you for uh, sharing that. I know people in the chat are certainly sharing their thoughts on the game. Now, let's see. I saw somebody sneak in here. General Maldibud, how you doing? 
Hey, yeah, doing pretty good here. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. I hope you had a great weekend, my friend. Um, obviously, we're talking about Wolong Von Dynasty. Have uh, you had a chance to try it, or if you're interested in it at all, at the, to check it out at some point? Uh, got any thoughts on this game? Uh, quite frankly, just uh, haven't had the time. Spoiled for choice lately. Still, uh, still uh, wrapping up Atomic Heart. Uh, that game's uh, still pretty much taking up my time there on Game Pass. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm hearing you guys talk about it, and it, I mean, Wulong seems pretty good, pretty solid game. Uh, it's a good get for Game Pass. It's a, like a decent Metacritic score. Uh, personally, I think uh, I'm taking a break in this genre since Elden Ring. I put like 100 hours into that. That was my first uh, Souls game ever. It, it, it took a lot out of me. I beat it. But I think I'm, I might wait a little bit to, you know, try try the genre again. But this looks this looks like a solid uh, a solid kind of game though uh, a similar game. Um, I do think we we do need more games like this. Like I know we're getting like Lies of P later in the year, so that's good as well. Um, I I feel like uh, the acquisition will and all the revenue and profit it'll bring in will prompt more investment into Game Pass gets like Wulong because I I just like the idea of of getting these new games day one these like high-end double-a even triple-a games it's a very nice surprise and really helps set xbox apart so yeah like I, I mean i hear nothing but good things here i think i might try it down 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 the road in the year but uh yeah yeah i mean yeah it's a solid things the chat seems to like it yeah no complaints i think i'll try it sometime later yeah great to hear and again i do love that it's on game pass and uh, again we've been kind of spoiled lately um the past few months uh, Game Pass has really been rocking, in my opinion. Again, it might not be to everybody's taste, some of the games that they put in there, but damn, uh, I know I have not been bored, and I've been taking my time with Atomic Heart, personally, <laughs> as you can see with the uh, gameplay up there. Um, just slowly diving into that, and I, I probably will try Wolong at some point, but you know, there seems to be a nice big game there for everybody right now. Uh, now, Centurion Pal, I mean, I do not want to uh, hold off too long on your uh, opinions on this. Now, I know you've been playing some other games recently, but is Wolong a title that you, know, you might be interested in trying out? I don't know if you've been seeing uh, any of the uh, feedback on it on social media spaces. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? So, I'm going to be entirely honest here. Is it on my radar? Yes. Do I want to try it out? Yes. But if I can be entirely honest, I've got... Sicaro and Elden Ring as physical copies with the cellophane still on them sitting on my case of games I got to get to and that is where I'm I guess I'm still I want to check out all the hype for all these games when it comes to get, like it's like its own category but whenever you talk about it it's always games that are like something from software uh Dark Souls um and that's where I'm still mowing it over in my head. Do I have the patience to tackle a game like this? Um, I guess my first dabbling in a game that would have been kind of like this is, um, what is it, Jedi Fallen Order, um, where you actually had to be a little strategic in your lightsaber fighting and, and dodge and block at the right moments. Um that's why I like listening to people like Shockley talk about the game. Um, I've heard a lot about the game, uh, people talking about it on social media, um, YouTube videos. 
Um, now that's where I guess right now the best place to play this game um, is Xbox, uh, not just because it's on uh, Game Pass, but also because I guess uh, something happened while they were porting the game to PC and there's some optimization issues over there on it Ooh, with it really? on PC. Yeah, I guess it's a it's a total different world if you look at some of the the PC community that have been trying to uh, play Wolong, Long, and I guess um, obviously the game has a beautiful Metacritic score, uh, but the user rating on the PC side is pretty low, and that's because of, of something that happened during the porting process on optimization, I guess. And obviously, we know that these game developers they're they always fix this stuff. They always want to make sure that gamers can enjoy the game. Um, and it's just like I, you know, general touched on this. It's, it's just more hype for game pass. It just goes to show that games like this help create recognition for game pass. It also helps diversify the player pool because we know that there's people out there that probably that are like me that question whether or not they can handle playing a game like that. And, you know, like I'm already committed to buying Sekiro and Elden Ring. So if I play those games and I happen to completely stink at playing them, I, I that that copy is mine, at least with Game Pass. And uh, well, long if I dive into it now and by some chance I can't uh, hold, you know, play the game properly or it's not my cup of tea, I don't have that initial financial investment into the game. Um, and this helps, obviously, um, genres like dark souls and games where there is a strong strategy to fighting uh improve their player pools by getting people that have never tried the game or always hesitated at getting into that experience and maybe enjoyed the hell out of themselves elden ring did that a lot for this genre a lot of people thought that they couldn't handle games like that but then the whole world kind of wanted elden ring and it was really great to see so definitely it is on my radar have i tried to play it right now no and it's not because I don't want to play it. It's because literally it's 2023 and it's the beginning of the year and I am drowning in new games and games that I've been trying to play. And it's it's honestly a great time to be a gaming consumer um, with the selection that you're having right at the beginning of the year. And then I'm talking next month, we've got the next issue of... Uh, Jedi, um, Jedi Fallen Order. Order. I forget which one is this, like Survivor now at this point. Jedi Survivor yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Jedi Survivor. Then we got Dead Island Two. So now I'm just having this battle of trying to complete games that I want to have completed by next month, and that's where I don't know if I'm going to get the Wolong before that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's fair. Um, again, uh, Wolong wasn't exactly on my radar, but because of what Shockley's been saying and uh, from what I've seen, again, in other media, well, social media, like, I'm curious. I'm very curious. And if I have access, since I have access to Game Pass, I can just try it. I'm not trying to make an advertisement for Game Pass. It's just, it's there. It's accessible, right? Well, actually, you know, let's talk about, you know, because I'm always about gaming innovation and evolution of the industry. Um, we've seen it done before in the past. I'm glad that Shockley brought it up in the character designer that you're actually able to plaster your face onto a character. That's one thing I've been seeing a lot on Twitter is people putting their own, I guess, image on the character in Woe Long, and they've been showing it on Twitter. All right. 
All right. Yeah, I have seen. You don't a bit remember? Of that. I remember that, like in the preview of the game originally at the game show, uh, like at an Xbox game show, they had Phil Spencer's face on the character. That's right. I remember yeah, it threw cool. me. It threw me off. I was like, "Are these guys trying to like brown nose Phil Spencer? Why is his face on there?" And then all of a sudden, it did like came out that apparently you're able to somehow. A scan your face I don't know if it's through an app sending them a photo I have no damn idea how it works but yeah apparently you're able to put your face on the character hmm oh yeah that's right damn I did forget about that to be honest with you it's been a while since I saw that that that's one of the things that I really feel like the game is helping uh helping the game kind of stand out is I mean we saw that done a long time ago with like on the three i know it was on the 360 where they would like scan your face and put it on a character but it was literally like a modeled head and it it would like somehow just take a picture of you and just literally like elmer's glue this thing to it and it looked absolutely horrendous it would and the fact that this is an actual like build of your face on a di digital level on a character with pixels and that's what totally uh because uh scrub nurse with uh gaming beyond the box he sent his image uh with his face on the character and i was just like damn that that that's really nice looking yeah no without a doubt and uh yeah i may i may have to try this out but uh, guys in the chat let us know what you think of Wolong. long uh admittedly i do have i still have to play neo <laughs> uh, and i'm really curious about that so i may play neo before i play uh for before i get to Wolong. I do plan to get to it. I have actually uh, Neo 1 and 2 for PlayStation 5, so I will be, probably after Atomic Heart, I'll be playing some PlayStation games, and because uh, I, I have a massive, massive backlog, as I've been saying the entire time, but just a massive backlog of games at the moment. Um, but yeah, guys, I mean, I think we'll, uh, anybody else have a comment on Wolong before we move on? All right, I guess not. But uh, guys in the chat and everybody uh, tuning in, Certainly, let me know, uh, you know, what you think of Wolong. And hey, hit that, smash that like button, share out the show. Again, let everybody know that we are live uh, with some really awesome topics. And hey, sub to the channel if you're new. Like, again, I I love seeing you here. Please, uh, you know, keep joining us. I love to see the new faces. And uh, yeah, on that, uh, why don't we uh, move over to our next topic? Because uh, this one, this one can be a little spicy, I guess. And we have some interesting news coming out of the proceedings for the whole Microsoft Activision saga, and it appears as if Microsoft's subpoena to Sony will be going through for the most part. An FTC judge uh, granted Sony a few things, uh, but most importantly, did state that Sony must share all other requested documents uh, with Microsoft, including any exclusivity deals since January 1st, 2019. So, hey, a large amount of time there, which make, you know, it does uh, make for some pretty spicy talk down the line, down the road. Now, Centurion, my very, very inquisitive friend, I know that this is something that you've been keeping up with. You had... Uh, just released a video the other day, and it's been doing numbers, man. I'm really happy for it. You've been talking about all this. Now, you are really up to date on it, and I just I want to hear what are your thoughts with uh, these recent revelations coming out of this? My thoughts are, so this is where I feel this is at least going to be 
the bone that Microsoft is going to get if by some chance the ABK deal doesn't go through. Do I think it's not going to go through? I, I still I still have good faith that Microsoft is going to be able to get this across the finish line, especially with some of the reports we're hearing out of the EU. And the FTC just has their own issues going on internally. And it's good to see that the judge involved is, even though he is an FTC, te a technical FTC employee because he's the FTC judge, he's trying to basically kind of do this properly without having to bring in some of the politicking that's been going on in the FTC. This was put in front of him. He had no choice but to basically deal with this because it's his job and he's doing it very professionally in my opinion. So obviously back in January, Microsoft finally got enough of Sony flying around, running their mouth about how call if if microsoft gets activision blizzard and they take away call of duty uh they're gonna have to chain the doors shut over at sony because they'll be out of business playstation's gonna completely tank this that and the other um and for a while playstation was just refusing to prove any of their claims so in january microsoft slapped sony with a subpoena for the information that Sony has been giving to regulators and they want to see cold hard documentation on this. And in the subpoena, they actually asked for dates all the way back to January 1st, 2012. But like you said, the judge kind of nipped that in the bud a little bit and said, no, you get 2019 forward because that's probably more relevant data. Going back to 2012 is a little extreme. Um, but yeah, we're about to see Microsoft get a hold of all the third-party dealings that Sony has done uh, since January 1st, 2019. Uh, they're going to get a cold, hard look at how Sony actually words the contracts with these third-party deals. They're, they'll be able to see the Square Enix deal with Final Fantasy VII. They're going to take a cold, hard look at that and see what Sony has done exactly to lock that away from them. Uh, they're going to finally have cold, hard documentation that Sony puts out uh, stipulations in their contracts that limit publishers and developers from putting their games uh, in services like Game Pass. Um, and also the, the concept of blocking rights, where if by some chance the game is a complete success, Sony has the right to shell out a certain amount of money to keep the game off other platforms. Um, this is going to be, in my opinion, like, you know, we're at, you're at the Super Bowl and the opposing team gets a hold of your playbook. And at this point, Microsoft will be able to strategize their future for the next couple of years when it comes to how they're going to deal with Sony. If this deal falls through with Activision Blizzard, they know exactly how Sony does their business dealings and how they're going to try to continue their business dealings because at this point, we all know Sony is a creature of habit. They like to keep the gaming industry the way it is. And they're going to they're going to be able to properly deal with Sony knowing what Sony's little bag, bag of tricks is. But it's also funny to watch what's happening because, you know, Sony came around, ran their mouth, uh, and when Microsoft asked for a documentation, they tried to say, no, we don't need to give it to you. And it took like it took like four continuances in court. And also Sony tried to have the whole subpoena squashed until finally it was like, no, you got to give Microsoft everything they're asking for other than 
Microsoft wanted to see employee performance reviews. That one was thrown out. Mm -hmm. uh, they wanted to they wanted to see obviously all content licensing. They wanted to see Jim Ryan's declaration to the FTC, but not the act not only the actual declaration, but they also want to see any drafts of the declaration that Sony may have. Uh, they also want to look at ex um, documentation from choice executives over at Sony. And Sony was trying to stop the, them saying, well, some of these executives don't work for us anymore. And you can just get the documentation from their supervisors or supervisory records because obviously anything they've done would be stored internally. And the FTC judge in them said, no, Microsoft wants documentation from the actual parties named, and they have to provide the documentation. It can't be a supervisory record. And they also tried to hide a couple of the higher-up um, executives from this as well. They tried to hide their senior vice president of finance, corporate development, and strategy. They also tried to hide their uh, senior video president of global product strategy and management. They tried to put it in that they don't need to talk to them, and nope, judge said, nope, Microsoft gets to talk to them. Uh, they also tried to hide their antitrust lawyer, the lawyer that helped them plan this whole debacle of screwing up the Activision Blizzard um, buyout with regulators. This guy's he's an antitrust lawyer, and they were trying to say that any conversations between Sony and this antitrust lawyer are privileged and private, and the judge threw that out, said, nope, they get to talk to the guy who helped you put your whole little plan together. Um, and it's just really funny now to see Sony get their comeuppance because you don't get to run your mouth. You don't get to go into it. You don't get to go into a court of law and accuse people of stuff without evidence. And the fact that this antitrust lawyer did not see this coming, it did not warn Sony like, hey, you go in there running your mouth, they have every right. And I've even seen people trying to say that Microsoft isn't allowed to see this documentation unless it goes to trial. Well, here's how it works. This is for Microsoft's discovery period for the trial in August. A discovery period is for you to, re for you to review all evidence that will be used against you. If you are in a criminal investigation right now, and you were looking at going to jail, you would be you would have your own discovery period. You would be allowed to look at the evidence that the state is going to use against you to convict you of a crime. And this is the same thing that's happening here. Microsoft is allowed to have that discovery period to look at the evidence that regulators are going to try to argue in court so Microsoft can build their rebuttals and their counter arguments. And I really honestly think that even if this doesn't go to trial, I do see some of these documents potentially getting leaked because if you listen to like Dustin Laguerre and any other gaming media journalist, they're all talking about how they can't wait till the Microsoft gets some of these documents because they know some are going to slip through the cracks over at the regulation side and somehow a document or two might end up published somewhere on the internet. And so there's going to be things that will appear that Sony would rather have not out in the public eye. All right. All right. Now, I mean, does it hurt Sony if, again, like, people know, like, again, the inner workings of, like, how they've done their deals, like, with third party? 
um because it's like i mean is it really that big of a deal or is it just like again a play for microsoft to be like well you know they they buy up these exclusives for two three years whatever for so much money and they're being uh basically hypocritical about us being aggressive getting studios like is that basically what they're going for um and at least in my mind what I believe is Microsoft is going to be able to see the dollar amounts that Sony is offering. And this will give Microsoft a strategy on, well, how much money do you think it's going to take to counter the, these deals? Like how much money do we got to shell out? Especially if this deal doesn't go through, like what are we, because if the deal doesn't go through, they lose $3 billion. So there's $69 billion sitting in a bank account that's already been allocated for the expansion of the Xbox brand. We shave off $3, million, $3 billion. We're at $66 billion that was allocated for the expansion of the Xbox brand. I don't believe that money goes back into Microsoft. That money was already negated for the expansion of the brand. This is going to be allow uh, giving Microsoft the ability to financially figure out how much money they're going to have to invest into countering Sony's tactics. And they, I actually see Microsoft becoming uber aggressive if this deal doesn't go through. I think if they get Activision Blizzard, they're going to take their ball, they're going to go back to their court, and they're just going to do their own damn thing like they always have been. If this deal doesn't go through, though, we're going to see a Microsoft we haven't seen since the 360 era. And I really do believe they're going to go out and start making deals with other companies based on the knowledge that they're going to gain from knowing exactly how deep Sony's pockets are. All right. All right. Uh, interesting thoughts. Interesting thoughts. Now, General MLD, I know you've been uh, listening in here. Uh, what are your thoughts on these uh, recent revelations? Because, uh, again, you know, there's a lot to kind of bite in here. Uh, yeah, I would love to know your opinion on, uh, again, the uh, objections here. Well, um, for one, I just think uh, it just what goes around comes around. I feel Sony is a particularly arrogant brand. I thought they, I think that they thought they could just run their mouths, do all the complaining, and then ha not have to back anything up. That, that they were like strong enough to just deny these subpoenas and then literally just like, you know, basically talk a big game and then just slink back into the shadows like, 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 like nothing happened. No, that, that, I'm sorry, that, that's just not gonna work like that. Microsoft, they got a pretty, pretty crack legal team i've always thought that like th this like these are like the best paid lawyers in the world in my opinion and they got sony to uh to give out some information it's good now i think i feel like they uh well microsoft asked for information up to 2012 i feel like they were just kind of like reaching for the moon and then just whatever they, they were able to get that was like like that's still a, a victory in itself because we're supposed to now see er everything that they've done from 2019 till till now. And that's like four calendar years, 19, 20, 21, 20, 21, 22. And I feel like that's going to be more than enough. Uh, we're going to see all the deals they made, indie games, uh, you know, like all the published games, games denied like Final Fantasy VII. We're, we're going to see all that stuff. But in, most importantly, um, I'm curious to see how many games that they have like a, a block game pass kind of clause 
or when they make a deal. Like, I want to know how many times they spe they specify that you cannot put this game on Game Pass, and therefore they're hindering the competition in in more than one way. I mean, it's one thing to get to get exclusives. I mean, that's just been a part of gaming since the beginning. But to purposely like have clauses to that impact um, the the competition uh, subscription service, I, I think that's a little too much. I think. So, I mean, to see how much they have done, I think it'll just be a, an eye-opener for the public, for Microsoft. And, of course, Microsoft, they're, they're, they're going to use that and uh, see what they can, you know, what they go for in the future. Uh, they can see any patterns that emerge from it. But also, I think it's just a loss for Sony because they don't want to share anything. They hate sharing. The, re the reason why MLB is on Xbox is because Microsoft went to MLB the organization. You think they wanted to share that? Of course not. No. They don't want to give anything to anybody if they can keep it to themselves. So I feel like it's uh, it's more a symbolic victory uh, it just as much as an actual like, you know, a uh, victory in terms of discovery. So I think it bodes very well for the acquisition because they can just uh, take this knowledge and uh, use that with the... Um, well, I don't know when they're going to actually get this stuff in Discovery. I, I hope they can use this before the April deadlines for the CMA and uh, the uh, the e EU. It, best case scenario, that that'd be nice if there was some overlap there. But in the end, I think it's a good, it's a positive step for the acquisition, and uh, it's going to leak to the public sooner or later, and we're all gonna we're all gonna know. I mean, I personally know Sony that makes these like. They're the, by far the most aggressive in third-party denials. Yes, Xbox does it too. But I always found Sony does higher-profile games. Their exclusivity window lasts a lot longer. And yeah, just it, it's not 50-50. And we're filing, the public's finally going to see just how far these guys are willing to go to, to tighten their lead uh, on the industry. So yeah, that, that's about it. I'm just, I'm just glad to see uh, things are finally working out in uh, Microsoft's favor in these final months. And uh, I'm just glad that we can put this stuff behind us, uh, hopefully by, by June. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, again, it has been going on for ages, MLB, huh? Like, again, remember going back, what, last January? You know, it seems like so long ago now, January uh, 2022. Damn. Uh, lots oh, yeah. changed since then. Although maybe not so much in the uh, Activision deal. <laughs> just seems, I don't know. Again, we all just want this to uh, go away, you know, make it finalized and they can go on. Because, okay, they have this deal, but I can just imagine some of the other developers or even publishers that they're talking to behind the scenes. Because they're, like, didn't they say that they're not done uh, even with, you know, Activision? That they're going to, like, still continue to explore buying studios, if I'm not mistaken? Oh, yeah. Both, both. I think both are. I think both have held off right now. And the moment this thing is done, I feel like Sony's going to announce something uh, quick. Like, oh, we just bought this. Like, they'll resume their buying spree, I feel like. Xbox mm -hmm. might take a little bit of time, um, take a few uh, couple months to settle this whole thing, get, get the games on Game Pass, figure out some marketing uh, deal, uh, marketing uh, strategy, things like that. But I feel like Xbox will announce more buyouts themselves. I may maybe by the end of the year, I feel like they can. They'll just start small. They'll, I mean, there's rumors of like you know, uh, well, when this thing was first announced, 
And Phil said that, yeah, they're not done yet. And well, everyone speculates. People think, what, the, the, the developers of Contraband, uh, the guys, uh, the IOI, like, they're another option. Uh, Certain Affinity, the guys making the Halo Infinite uh, ba Battle Royale uh, edition, right? But we, we throw out these names, things that Xbox probably wants to buy but can't because of the acquisition. So I feel like both Sony and Microsoft have this kind of short list of, you know, people they're looking at, but are, again, are just held up by this whole process. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to what Xbox is going to do. I don't think they're going to go for, like, another big publisher. Like, I don't think they'll get EA or Ubisoft. Uh, I think they got this headache here, and they don't want to go through that again. I, I get that. I get that. My personal my personal uh, hope, though, is that they go for a quote-unquote quote smaller publisher like Sega because they need that Japanese presence. Um, what is it? And the, no IP they have is, like, Call of Duty that big. So it shouldn't cause as much of a regulator mess, I feel like. But I think they'll start off with smaller studios first. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, more games, the merrier. We all want more first party, right? So we all want more Game Pass day one games. So I'm looking forward to that stuff. All right. All right. Very interesting. Very interesting. Now, Eric, pal, I mean, I would love to know your thoughts here. Um, obviously, um... You know, Sony. Uh, how do I put it? Like, it's just a very interesting thing with all these proceedings, right? And it just seems, you know, Sony's been kind of thwarted here with their objections. Mm. It kind of backfired on them. Uh, like, what's your thoughts? Do you agree with what MLD and Centurion have been saying? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I'm thinking back now. I mean it's probably still worth it with them in the end because they only have to go back so far. Um, and you know that some stuff they might have to show internally, but I'm sure some stuff they'll have confidential. Uh, so like when we get it, we'll see like, oh, okay, this is probably talking about this. But then when you get to like the details of like, they paid what for what, they probably are going to have some of that blacked out. You're not going to see what they actually like probably spent on some of the deals um other than what's like internally discussed um but yeah i mean i think it's still from their point of view i think it's probably still <laughs> worth it to go through the trouble to block it uh just in the case if they don't get the same well they sure won't get the same marketing deals and that's probably big to them probably i'm sure they've seen the numbers of when they got that marketing deal on top of all the other fiasco stuff that was happening around 2013 uh but i'm sure they probably have like internal numbers of how much cod and how much the marketing deal and because if you look at it like people have talked about it with hogwarts like the marketing deal they had uh with playstation people are thinking it's like oh it's just on playstation you know you even have the hogwarts you know if you're a big hogwarts fan the custom controller is only on playstation so um, you know, people that are diehards are going to get it on that system. That's pretty much it. Um, but yeah, I mean, other so stuff like that, I think it's just to keep their dominance, not that like they aren't already because they're such a global brand because they've, when they came in the market, they basically given, you know, <laughs> pretty much the industry because the two big players, Sega and Nintendo, just 
Nintendo was like, hey, we're going to use carts, so all the devs are going to go to you by default. And then Sega's like, hey, we're going to just make our system super hard to develop for, piss off all retailers by rushing the thing to to the you know to the store without telling them. Oh, and we're going to make ours $100 more. So all you got to do is come in and beat us by 100 bucks, and then <laughs> the world's your oyster. And then you know they kind of had that dominance carry over because Nintendo did the same thing with mini discs. Still can release those games on there, and then uh, um, and then Xbox was a new player. People didn't you know really trust. So um, so they've kind of built up that dominance, and then this is just kind of adding to it where they can just get every you know I I don't know if Xbox is kind of done doing some of the marketing since like Cyberpunk, and because I haven't seen them really market much other than if it's going into game pass um as far as like non-game pass games and i think sony's pretty much had the marketing deals on pretty much every single one of them um i think or they or it's even like i think with elden ring it was like it was shown off xbox first but i think that you had equal um licensing rights to you know kind of promote it um so i think they're just trying to let everybody know, hey, it's PlayStation. That's the only thing that exists. All these games are coming to PlayStation. We're going to make it look like it's probably coming to PlayStation only because we're just going to bombard you with nothing but that on some of the biggest titles um, that can sway a lot of people. So, so for for them and future other like you know future Bethesda titles or not Bethesda but <laughs> future Activision titles, that's probably a big get just on COD alone. I'm sure. So, yeah, it's it's probably worth it for them in the end, but we'll see. Um, especially with some of the concessions uh, that Microsoft might need to make. Um, but I mean, at this point, I don't I don't see how any how it can be stopped when you when you even had people that were against it flip, and so and Xbox has all those people supporting it. And the only I think it's the only one you know against it now is other than you know google the ftc or people <laughs> that are regulating it or is sony like everybody else is like oh yeah sure go ahead <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i don't think google really wants it but otherwise most most companies oh, yeah, seem yeah. all right I think, yeah but, google app. well yeah screw yeah. google, screw google. They, <laughs> yeah i could see that because that kind of probably from the mo not so much like cod obviously but probably more so on the uh on the mobile market from king and then just from their you know cloud so yeah well yeah they're probably going to still be against it for sure considering what they did with their game division i i, I really don't care what google has to say <laughs> um but yeah. yeah and there's probably like those deals like you i think maybe mentioned before about them keeping games off of game pass so they've kind of had those clauses maybe we'll see more of what those are uh that'd be cool to see i mean i think we kind of did earlier and that's how we found out about them um but i'm sure uh, ex uh they've had deals like that with activision where like thought that cod would end up on it but um just anything across the board they're probably trying to lock down pretty much most of those deals if they're doing probably any marketing they're probably like hey even a year from now, when our marketing deal is like done, you're not going to Game Pass. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Now, Eric, and I'll go around to everybody here. 
Uh, I did see some talk about this in the chat, so I did want to bring it up because we saw it on social media too. Because uh, there has been some chatter about Sony uh, possibly, you know, it, once this deal goes through, I mean, it, it more than likely will. Um, they're going to go after apparently a, a, a big player, a big studio, or even a publisher from the sounds of things. There's uh, talk of them going after uh, Take Two, which. Uh, what take two they got what grand theft auto uh you know a few Mafia. others uh what else bioshock i believe you know a few big very big titles obviously um again i i can't really you know the source i i can't really say if you know i believe it or not just talk at this moment but I don't know what, what, what's your thought on this, Eric? Uh, do you think that Sony would try and uh, scoop up like a big player like that, or can can they even afford them? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they would. I don't think they would have. I think the person that we're referring to, I don't know if he has even a, a record of like being right. Um, nope. But but yeah, I don't think they would. I think he mentioned somebody else like. They wouldn't do it themselves. They would have somebody else that has the cash partner with them, something like that. But for me, I would like take. I get uh, Grand Theft Auto is a big, big thing. But if they'd be spending all that money and banking on, say, a Grand Theft Auto, it's kind of like the whole COD deal or Minecraft. You're buying it, but the only games they've been making, like outside of Red Dead was what like grand theft auto <laughs> so unless you're gonna make the bold move of making that exclusive which is going to diminish what it is kind of like if if microsoft did that with cod it would take a hit to what you're spending so you might not make your investment back and microsoft can probably do that to like to that degree and kind of eat that for a bit just be like hey we're just taking as a loss for now in the future this will work out Sony's probably going to need that return a little quicker. Um, so I couldn't see that happening. I People keep saying Square. I don't think of them either because they're already, they're already locking down those deals and or, so, or uh, Square's just kind of skipping Xbox just by default. Um, so they're kind of having them eat out of the palm of their hand anyway. If anything, I would say Capcom would be the play because like, they make some of the especially right now with how big Resident Evil's gotten. Like, I could see that, and they already had Street Fighter exclusive, so, you know, previously. That, I mean, if, if they were going to spend the money, that would probably be the one that would really hurt because you have some big, iconic franchises. Not that you already did Street Fighter before and took that away, um, but then how big Resident Evil's gotten and we'll probably get in the future. And Monster Hunter, giant game. Um, that's been on Game Pass. You kind of take some of that stuff away. That 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 would be the play if I was if I was running Sony. If I was about to acquire somebody to kind of uh, step up to the plate to counter like a not that they're anywhere anywhere the same, but like a Bethesda, like you at least as, as far as what you can afford and what's left. That seems like the smartest play to me. That you're not already getting 100 percent of the exclusive deals on get that and then you're already getting square pretty much exclusively just with those time deals anyway so you those are big hits 
or big blows to Microsoft if you lock those pretty much away. So, mm-hmm. no, good point. That makes more more sense than take two. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, unless you're just gonna do it for funding and revenue, and not exclusivity, because <laughs> yeah. that would make sense. Yeah, no, you're right. And uh, take two. That's a that's a load of cash i i i don't know how about you mld i mean i think i know what your perspective is here but please what do you think uh yeah i feel like sony could barely afford bungie they couldn't afford bethesda and that's 7.5 billion these guys are going to be worth at least 20 plus billion i feel like absolute best they can do is like because i think sony only cares about grand theft auto within that publisher They'll probably get some kind of marketing deal, maybe some kind of exclusivity window, and God knows how much that's going to cost. I feel like they'll just do that. Buy them? Come on. Like, come on. And the guy who does that, I don't want to say his name. I don't want to give this guy traffic or attention, but he's the kind of guy that that throws a lot of stuff at the wall and sees what sticks. Um, I don't. He doesn't have a good track record at all. And he, he struck me as a, as a, as he's a fake insider in my opinion. So that's all it is. Um, yeah. I don't see Sony doing that. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just t- some kind of maybe, maybe marketing rights, maybe. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. Fair, fair. Again, I'm not trying to give uh notoriety. I just, you know, it got brought up. It got brought up in the chat. So, you know, I just mentioned it a bit. Uh, how about you, Centurion? You got any thoughts here? Do you agree with uh, the rest of the guys or? You got a varying opinion. Oh no, I I am in agreement here. I mean, so how can I say it? Uh, that would be in a, a. So in my line of work, the guy I work for says you make professional decisions, you don't make emotional decisions. And buying a company out of spite comes off as an emotional decision. Um, and I don't really see Sony wanting to do something. There would have to be a reason to do it. And I'm, I, I really am in support of, of Shockley's idea. I mean, if anybody, if it was for it to be a calculated professional decision, how does it benefit the company without stretching the company too thin? I would have to probably be in agreement with Shockley on Capcom would probably be the bigger catch. Um, Everybody wants to say Square Enix, but again, Shockley was right. Um, I deal with a company right now in my professional life that owns a large part of the industry that I'm in, and they have a company that that was they wanted to buy this company, but they came out and said, "Well, we're already responsible for most of this company's source of acquiring products." So at this point, it became a partnership. We're not going to just buy this company out. And I feel that's what's going on between Sony and Square Enix. Why why throw money at a company that, you know, is already working with you? You could use that money towards uh, acquiring somebody that doesn't have that partnership already with you. And Capcom would be a very, very good take for Sony. Um, that's where, if anything, maybe Sony would make a purchase to somehow get leverage um, and all of a sudden we're going to turn video games into baseball cards between these companies where like, okay, well you give us call of duty and we'll let you have resident evil and blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, these guys start negotiating with each other on keeping games on certain platforms because of, you know, let's face it. Some of the call of duty 
as much as I hate hearing those damn words anymore, um, is a huge focus on the gaming industry and my Sony wants to keep that on their platform. So it's something to give them some leverage to help them achieve that. I guess I could see it coming, but when I saw these rumors starting to circulate, especially the tweet, and I watched a couple of YouTube videos about this tweet, um, even even established members of the gaming media kind of like chuckled when they showed this guy's tweet. They were like, yeah, this is funny. Because um, let's just face it, like General MLD said, this guy doesn't have a very good track record. He's like a self-proclaimed uh, game in, gaming insider. Um, and come on now, I guess on social, do people do everything on social media just to get attention? Um, but I don't see this happening. I don't, at least I don't see take two. I mean, let's face it. Like, this is why I hate hearing the words call of duty. Uh, call of duty is a franchise in decline. Um, and it's not because it doesn't sell well. It's a franchise in decline because it has sucked up so much resources from Activision to keep it going that it has become this great big development monster. Um, it's known for taking up developers that are passionate about gaming and chewing them up and eating them for breakfast and spitting out an empty shell of a human being that no longer has any passion for the gaming industry when they go work on Call of Duty. The 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 treatment that activision has had for employees that did call of duty i mean we're talking about a title that has been steeped in a lot of controversy and you could almost say that about the grand theft auto series i've um you hear a lot of people talking about how the writers that made grand theft auto 5 the masterpiece that it is are no longer at rockstar games we've heard actually a lot of tales of woe come out of rockstar games especially when it comes to uh crafting grand theft auto 6 there's the damn name uh grand theft auto 6's uh production has been a little slow because they're trying to still figure out the kinks on that uh everybody thought that red dead online red dead redemption 2 online was supposed to be just as big as grand theft auto 5 but the company put in way too much focus onto Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption 2 Online fell to the wayside. And at this point, they don't update it anymore. They just maintain it and they're just doing the same public events over and over again, year after year. It's never going to go any further than what it was because basically it was not handled the way that the fans wanted Red Dead Redemption 2 Online to go it feels like they have clutched onto grand theft auto five really hard. And we really don't know what the future of the grand theft auto franchise could be. I mean, they could make another game right now and you know, controversial statement of the day, you could have saints row where saints row is this, this franchise that was steeped in this, that, and the other. And then the new version of it came out based on today's cultural influences. And it was like, Oh my God, and what happens if you see some of those same cultural influences take shape in Grand Theft Auto 6? You would pot potentially see a lot of people want to go back to Grand Theft Auto 5. So could you say even purchasing Take-Two is a safe bet? Possibly. Good point. Possibly. I mean, that is an interesting uh, theory, I will admit. Um, 
but again, we'll see what happens down the road. I, I, again, like we're just having fun talking about this, guys. We're not taking this seriously, chat. Um, I don't think I, I, to me personally, I don't think Sony has the uh, the cash for this. But hey, another publisher possibly. Again, Shockley had some good theories, but. Again, we're just guys that talk, right? We just talk about news and stuff and whatever comes up. But a fun thing to talk about, for sure. Uh, guys in the chat, again, if you like the show, please share this out and sub to the channel if you're new. And they give a like. I mean, I see some people here that are just joining now. Give a like, guys, if you're enjoying the chat. Um, gentlemen, I think we're about done with that topic. Unless anybody has something else to add. Yes, no? Okay. All right. Uh, on that, why don't we move on to our last bit of news then, and IO Interactive, uh, just out of nowhere, decided to come out and tease their latest project, stating that, and I quote, we're, we're, sorry, I'm tongue-tied now, we're building a new world, a new IP, an online fantasy RPG. Uh, what was that? I can't even read my own writing, uh... Well, basically, uh, you know, to entertain players and expand for many years to come. A uh, game built from the core for this. Um, and it just it sounds interesting what they were talking about. They put out a brief statement about it on their website. And uh, they sound pretty excited uh, for, and, uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, General MLD, buddy, I mean, we've heard reports for the past year or so that microsoft was apparently working with them uh funding this game as an xbox exclusive uh with io interactive like do you believe that this unveiling by io gives credence to what you know we were originally hearing here like do you think that this is the title that uh xbox has exclusivity to uh yes uh for one thing it, it does prove the rumors were right because this is very much i mean back then it said like well what they're making like a fantasy game like co-op based with dragons and all that stuff and this validates the entire rumor so so far so good now they didn't, they didn't discuss like exclusivity yet uh xbox didn't stake stake uh their name with this game yet they're, they're, they're just announcing the game's existence and i think this is the the right step um my gut's telling me it is the the rest of the rumor is still correct in that not only are they making this game, it is a Xbox published game as well. But I feel like again, acquisition, nothing, nothing, everything has to be at a standstill until that thing is done. And then I feel like they're gonna de debut this game with a trailer or something, possibly. I I'm just speculating here, possibly at E3 or their E3-ish, you know, showcase. And they'll do a trailer, and then they'll say, yeah, like Xbox exclusive it'll have like xbox publishing next to it so that, that, that's my take this is a slow rollout um start of their marketing cycle getting people excited because um i the hitman games never really registered with me personally but i i do know that they are a it's a solid ip like they, these guys make great games so to, to see these guys announce this project and it seems to be like their like the, the the their 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 life's work or or their dream uh job project. Hey, great! If this gets their creative ju creative juices flowing, and if the rest of the rumor is true, and Xbox Publishing did help these guys make the game, hey, 
I, uh, I'm in. Like, uh, sign me up. I am going to be there day one Game Pass whenever this game launches. These guys seem to, seem to uh, really like their stuff, so know their stuff. So um, I, I'm just excited for now. Uh, I'm not going to make any judgments until it's official, but my gut's telling me it is the Xbox published game that rumors did suggest. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I am pretty surprised, to be honest, that they just out of nowhere kind of like started talking about it and be like you know here's a little bit of artwork and uh oh yeah you know we're just gonna talk a little bit about the game i just i get the feeling that i don't know would uh, you know i thought they would have like again unveiled it like again at an xbox conference or streamed show at uh, you know um that that's when that we would kind of first hear about it officially i mean obviously a first trailer of some sort but i am kind of surprised that uh you know, they just kind of popped out out of nowhere, like, oh, yeah, here's our uh, game that we're uh, developing. No name or anything, but still, just kind of random, out of the blue. Yeah, just kind of f- funny to me. Um, interesting, though, very interesting. Uh, Centurion, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, IO Interactive, you know, the Hitman dev, obviously they're working on... Uh, they got a couple of things going on actually behind the scenes. They're working on a James Bond title and this uh, game apparently, the uh, fantasy RPG. I mean, again, I was kind of surprised that this popped up. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, they're going to be naming it Scalebound Redemption. Don't get my hopes up, man. Don't get my hopes up. You know I'm looking forward to that. The minute I saw them, like, we're going to be doing a fantasy game with dragons, I'm like, oh, God, the Scalebound rumors are coming back. I just freaking know it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, now, we got those other rumors that Platinum Games is crawling back to Microsoft, so you never know. (laughs) Yeah, and and Microsoft took the hard drive from them and gave it to IO Interactive. (laughs) It's like, okay, all right, here you go, but here's a stipulation. (laughs) That's our our property. We're going to give this to somebody else. Oh man. Mm-hmm. All right. So at least it was pat it was good to see the developer talk about it. Is it weird that they are talking about it like, you know, how they're just, you know, we got some we've got some articles coming out on gaming websites. Um that's where at least I mow it over in my head and for us it's an everyday occurrence to open our phones, get on these gaming websites and read the articles. And maybe that this whole statement was just to satiate uh, the big, the big consumers of gaming, the the ones that like to stay in the know, the the supposed hardcore, as the title is, is put on us, um, or I just like to say the more informed consumer of gaming, um, and that's where the average person that only tunes in to like shows or occasionally you know he get, talks about gaming around the water cooler. I really feel that this game is still under the radar for them. So I don't really want to consider this a full blown, like, Hey, the cat's out of the bag. Um, if windows central is true in saying that this is going to be published as a first party Xbox exclusive, which means that obviously Microsoft has given them money to do this game. Um, and that's a big possibility. Um, especially like let's look at it like this so they've worked on hitman for a very long time they i have played hitman i got to finish hitman 3 but those games are absolute fun the the sandbox environment the ability to tackle your objectives in many different ways the corniness of some of it like i mean like 
guys accidentally kill accidentally killing themselves or you drowning somebody in a toilet or the exploding rubber ducky uh, it just goes to show that it, there is also a humorous side to io interactive and now they're wanting to tackle james bond we know licensing agreements can be extremely expensive um and especially one like james bond so i could honestly see if by some chance io was not, this proves that they're not dedicating all their resources to working on this james bond game they have a second team somewhere working on this game and they would probably need some funding that's where it doesn't it doesn't make me feel like windows central is kind of like spreading false rumors because we saw how Microsoft funded games back in the day with Crystal Dynamics and uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. And so this isn't out of Xbox's wheelhouse to fund a game. For me, this if this is true, this just shows one of the reasons why I like Xbox and the fact that they are so flexible in the, in the demand for the games they want for their system. They don't have these ideals that the game's got to fit a certain criteria and be like these epic cinematic experiences. I feel this game is going to have um, very interesting game mechanics and a very interesting gameplay to itself, just from some of the wording of the articles talking about how the developers, this is a passion project. A lot of them have been really wanting to do this and they're all big fans of tabletop uh, wizard battling games yes. and fantasy style games. Uh, you know, like I Dungeons and Dragons were one of those that came up, but that's its own little situation with that one. But with the fact that these developers have grown up playing games that involve very strenuous mechanics and having a storyteller and being able to concoct these games, I'm convinced that this is going to be a game that's going to help IO Interactive branch out and just show that they're, we're more than capable of creating the assassin genre with Hitman and James Bond. I really feel that this is going to be a breakout game for IO Interactive whenever this game hits the market for us fans. Mm -hmm. Well, they're certainly a tenured developer. Uh, they have their hands in, you know, again, you know, a few different IP. Obviously, they're known for, uh, most notably for the Hitman series, very successful. Uh, they certainly know how to craft uh, worlds, gameplay, and uh, you know, be creative with environments, so to speak. <laughs> um, well, with Hitman, with Hitman, it's very interesting. Like I hear a like, there's a a show I listen to, and e even Hitman is very successful on the PC world. And a lot of the stories cohesively work together between the three games. Uh, the story of Agent 47 and how the three games connect to each other is really top-notch, at least in my opinion. It's not this spotty collection of three games where, oh, in this game he's doing this, in this game he's doing that. The games are a continuance of each other. You play one, you get a portion of the story, you get two, you get, you get to Hitman 2, you get more of the story, and by Hitman 3 you're teaming up with characters that in the first game you were like oh my god i never thought he'd be hooking up with this guy and now all of a sudden they're freaking working together in hitman 3 and that's where the games are actually very well connected but the online portion of the games is really awesome as well because there's just like these other sub stories that they've crafted online 
and like you have these objectives and they've talked about how uh, when you're playing the online portion, sometimes you can go in a versus battle between you and one other assassin and the whole catch is, is whoever gets to kill the guy first is the winner of the match, but you can also screw with the other agent. Like you could kind of bumble it to where the other agent gets caught and you automatically win because dude got caught. They've done some real creative things with the world of Hitman and the online gameplay that they give the fans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're right about that. And again, I'm curious to see what they have cooking up. Um, I hope they certainly reveal some more details of uh, this surprise uh, game in the next few months i mean i would certainly like to, if, if microsoft is behind this game which from the sounds of it, it they are um i hope to see it very soon uh now shockley buddy i know you've been listening intensely here um now i think you're a fan of if i'm not mistaken of the hitman games i'm pretty sure you've mentioned them on a few occasions um what do you think about this uh, like surprise unveiling uh just randomly out of the blue from io interactive and uh, do you agree with mld and centurion that uh, you know this is probably the game that microsoft's behind and... oh yeah oh, sorry i was are. muted there <laughs> yeah I, um, say. I would i think i'm skeptical i think kind of like you like why would it just be why would any more news from because i don't think this one's actually ever been officially announced like they have with like contraband and um oh no it which, hasn't you know was at a xbox event so yeah i don't think they would have i think they would have saved that premiere not that this is really a premiere because they didn't really show off much mm. um although i mean this people were kind of pointing out this seemed like it was more so like a hiring like promotion because they, they don't i think they just showed like some screenshots right or there wasn't any like you know what like cgi no, video no no video no cgi or anything it was just like they sh just uh showed like a piece of concept art um mm -hmm. and that was about it and then they just talked about it you know and then stated what yeah. the game I guess is it could be I, I just feel like you'd want to have that reveal of like what it is or your first glimpse of concept at like an Xbox event or at least a stream. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you could, it could still have a big, uh, still that big punch anyway from when you actually show off like the gameplay um, mm -hmm. or at least a little bit more of like your concept of like showing a trailer. Um, so I'm skeptical. Of, initially, it was like, oh yeah, that must be it because it's that dev and course we're bound to hear something soon because we've heard kind of rumors about it this deal for a year or two now so um but yeah it could be completely something different because i don't know if did the uh, you say windows central did say they think it is well the, uh, going back almost a year i think it was jez that had claimed that Again, yeah. IO. The, the the rumor is that IO had teamed up with Microsoft to work on a dragon themed IP, and they yeah. hold the exclusive. It, that, that's going to be published by X Microsoft and first party title. And you look at this; it's a fantasy RPG, so fantasy dragons. You, it's the same type of world, you know. Gotcha. I mean, you know, 
you know, how if they are working on another game behind the scenes, like, you know, how different could it be? So I, I th- me personally, yeah, I think it is true. the game. So, but I mean, time will tell, but I mean, it is curious. I mean, sometimes developers, when they do unveil these games, they do list off who the publisher is and they do give more details. So that's kind of missing as well. Again, they're very vague. They're very vague with uh, a lot of things. Yeah, they just, which, yeah. I guess that allows them to use this kind of as hiring, but not like saying whose deal it is, whose publisher, what the really the uh, deal of the game is other than showing off some concept art and kind of leave that to your imagination of like, oh, okay, here's kind of a game we're making, but because, yeah, I don't think it was ever revealed from, I know Jez kind of broke that, um, but I don't think they had enough detail of like what that game was going to be. So who knows if that, because this one I think is like a, like a multiplayer, like online. Yeah, online fantasy RPG. So, who knows what the other one is? If it's more of a single player. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll like hear more about it. Yeah, I've played some of the. I haven't played any of the recent Hitman Hitman games. I don't think I've played any of that. IO's made. I've heard some of the oh, more okay. recent ones were. But I think I've watched. I remember watching my friend playing Absolution, but that game just kind of like looked off to me. <laughs> this is like a don't really have any interest to play it um from what i've heard from the more recent ones those sound intriguing so i don't want to those sound like more of like the old ones when i used to play like i think contracts and blood money were like the last ones i played um that were pretty good contracts was one i think probably my favorite one but um but yeah i think that was it was maybe back still back then so I don't think I've really played many of their games, if any, that I can actually recall. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll find out soon. Hopefully we find that out. Obviously, the whole wait till E3. But I mean, we already have games coming into Game Pass, they, uh, you know, left and right. And yeah, hopefully we'll already be past at least Starfield um, and clear of Redfall. And maybe we'll get, who knows when Forza is dropping. But um, at this point, they're... <laughs> They're going to have to show us, uh, show a lot of, uh, or basically use a lot of uh, stage time to games that we don't know about. So well, that's exciting. At that, well, at that point, most of their lineup would be already out for the games that we already know about Starfield. Oh, not know about, but have actually seen gameplay of, because we may have seen gameplay of Hellblade, but it was very limited in snippet and avowed we haven't seen any gameplay. There's a lot Pretty of games. Uh, con- so, contraband. Even games we do know about, we haven't really seen anything. Like, you know, see, that's the thing. Where do you, yeah, where are we going to fit, find the, where is this game going to fit in? You know what I mean? So I'll be curious to see if it does show up sometime this summer or if it's more for next year. I mean, I guess time will tell. I mean, even, even their third party games too. We still don't know when Arc 2 is showing up. Um, I mean, I already talked about Contraband, uh, Project Mara. Granted, yeah. that's a smaller Walker title. Knows where that is now? <laughs> yeah, that's another one, and you know, there's a few other titles as well. So, you know, there's a few games there that uh, we just haven't seen any gameplay for that we know are coming. Um, hell, even Everwild, right? I mean, I know that's 
<laughs> been in kind of a production hell situation and i hope things are uh, picking up there but again that's another one or uh, you know one of the uh wor one of the uh, worst kept secrets in the industry uh certain affinities uh tanaka or Tatanka, whatever it's called. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I have a feeling we'll see it soon, but again, they I got a lot. I feel like we definitely got to be seeing something from Compulsion this year. Like, I, this has yeah. to be. Yeah. Because it would be five years, at least a trailer of like what the idea of what they're working on is. But, uh, Yes, I am very curious to see what's cooking up there. And from, you know, what various sources are saying, you know, I, I'm digging whatever i'm hearing like a dark fantasy thing but well yeah. again we'll we'll see I, I mean i do i'm with you shock i mean they've been quiet for a while and uh i think it's their time but we'll again we'll see on that um guys any more comments before we close out the show yes no okay okay guys i believe it's time to start sunsetting things for the night and I gotta say, another fun chat with the crew tonight, talking about Wolong Fallen Dynasty. Some really good impressions from the guys. More news in the ongoing Activision buyout. And hey, some IO Interactive talk at the end there. Uh, you know, a great variety of things to talk about. Again, I thought we had a pretty good chat, and I hope you guys did too who tuned in. And if you enjoyed our ramblings tonight, then please consider liking the show, subbing to the channel, and hey, of course, sharing out this show. I know I've been saying it a lot this episode, but hey, you know, again, I want as many people to experience TXR. <laughs> now, next on to the outro, starting with General MLD. Buddy, hey, great show tonight, as per usual. Where can all these wonderful people follow you at? Oh, yeah. You guys uh, can find me at MLD Ghost on Twitter, Gamertag Ghost MLD. Yeah, had a lot of fun. And uh, let's see what happens next week. But people keep saying uh, there's rumors about Starfield. Uh, I mean, eh, who knows? Time will tell. Yeah, I mean, Starfield. When when are we gonna hear something? I mean, you know, I mean, I can wait. I got lots of games to play. You know, there's lots of stuff coming. But uh, you know, they did say you know Starfield news would be coming. So, tick tock, tick tock. Uh, moving on down here, Eric Shockley, buddy. Hey, I loved your input, uh, your thoughts on uh, Wo Long. Sounds like a great game. I think you sold the game to a lot of people. Uh, where can everybody follow you at? Yeah, uh, you can follow me at Shocknera on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. Um, I actually link our in our tweet that we sent out about the podcast, like we do every Sunday. On this week's, I'll link the uh, if you didn't see it from a cheap ass gamer. Uh, they actually had a link for free armor, so uh, it's a cool armor whole set. Uh, but I'll I'll link it in our uh, podcast uh, thread that went out today. Um, so I'll just put that in there. So grab that. I was I totally forgot it was in there, and then I checked my deliveries in the game. Like, oh shit, <laughs> this is way better than all the other gear I have on. <laughs> so that might help you out early on too. And it's pretty sick looking gear set, so but I'll definitely link that. Hmm. All right, thanks, Shock. That's very helpful. Guys, get in on that. I mean, I had no idea personally. Uh very cool, very cool. Make sure to check that out. And Centurion buddy, hey, awesome stuff tonight. Loved your insights, uh, you know, on everything, but you know, especially with the uh, you know, Activision 
saga, <laughs> as I say. Where can everybody follow you at? Well, thank you, gentlemen. It was an awesome night, awesome conversation. Uh, always glad to be here. For those interested in finding me, please locate me at Centurion1307 on YouTube, Xbox Live, and, of course, Twitter. I am getting ready to drop more content on YouTube for those that actually enjoy checking out my channel. Uh, you can also find me on a couple community podcasts like this one right here, TXR, every Sunday night. And two hours before the start of this show, we start Gaming Beyond the Box with Wilmy Hood and the rest of the crew over there. And that's where you can find me. Nice, nice. Of course, great crew oh, there. I also always forget, damn it. Tomorrow, um, tomorrow, me and Stubbs are doing plastic platforms. Uh, this time it should be on my channel. Oh, yeah, I think I did see the, uh, yeah, I did see the uh, show prompt for that. Yeah, you're right, you're right. What time is that at? So it's 2 o'clock my time. That should be Four o'clock Eastern, because you guys are two hours yes. ahead of me right now. Yeah, yep. okay. All right. So four o'clock Eastern. All right, good to know. Good to know, guys. Check it out. I think uh, Scent and Stubbs have uh, very, very healthy conversations, and they're a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Very insightful, guys. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, to round out the crew, you can find my content on YouTube at Invader Gaming. Again, I've been doing Atomic Heart Achievement Guides, plus a few other things. I've been opening card packs and so on. So hey, please feel, feel free to check me out. Uh, I got a wide variety of content coming uh for march but yeah fun times tonight and we're already looking forward to the next one i hope uh we hear something about starfield that would be nice <laughs> or some other surprises anyways guys have a good one later <laughs>